Hello and welcome to the Leading the Line Scottish Women's Football Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Marshall, and joining me, as always, Mr Campbell Finlayson. How are you doing, Campbell? Not the best, to be honest, Chris. You can probably tell my voice I've got the cold, but ready to go again for another podcast. Oh, it's getting to that time of the year, son, as everybody in my office likes to say. Oh, you feel the chill and all kinds of stuff. But yeah, hope hope you're feeling a bit better as the week progresses. Um, we're, it's going to be pretty straightforward this week. We're going to talk about the action from uh, this weekend's SWPL and preview some of the upcoming games that are, that are coming your way. Um, so let's get straight into it. Let's no, no faffing about this week. Uh, let's get straight into it. And we'll start on Sunday at, let's start at Oakleview Campbell, because um, I know that um, I was at that game and you've, you've seen the highlights of this one. Stirling University against Spartans. Um, chance for Stirling University maybe to pick up an unlikely point and um, being at the game, it looked like that might be the case where Rayleigh started very quickly. Um, they had an, op- an opportunity, which is a made up word. They had an opportunity though. Um, after a few minutes, um, Eva Rule knocked uh, putting a rebound off of Rachel Harrison into the goal, but she's ruled off for offside very quickly in that respect. And it was it was quite even for a while. Um, neither side was really getting getting control of the ball, but then Spartans scored a, a really good counter-attacking goal. Um, great work uh, bringing the pail up. Starting from Rachel Harrison, front to back, uh, ball played to Kayleigh Gibb, who scored a first goal for Spartans. Really well taken past Claire Whitaker. And at halftime, 1-0, and I think probably that was fair. It was a very even game by that point, but... Second half, there was a, a bit of a mad 13, 14, 15 minute spell where Spartan scored three goals. Um, the, the first of which, from where I was standing in the stand, I was doing my match report as I was watching it. Um, a ball came into the box and Kayla McDonald yeah, had a kind of just, she seemed to swing her leg at it like she didn't really care. But it was a beautifully timed volley into the corner, uh, 2 0 up. And then from there, Beth McKay and Katie Frew scored uh, two goals quick, quick succession to pick 4 0. Um, some good news for Southern University though, Naomi Welch came on and she scored a double, she came on at half time, she did score a double but there was another goal for Spartans, uh, Rebecca Balbraith nodding at the far post to finish Southern University 2, Spartans 5. Campbell, good result for Spartans obviously, the, the race for fourth continues and for Southern University, some positives but I think there's obviously some learnings there as well. Yeah, I mean obviously Spartans still in the race as you say. Behind Rangers and Mother, with Rangers and Motherwell, sorry, and obviously a lot of teams still play each other in that area, so it's it's a great win for them. Um, I just it was that sort of second half spell where they got a few goals in quick succession, kind of took the game away for Stirling Uni, but it's just same for them as well. Obviously, there was plenty of positives to take into the game, coming back and getting the two goals. Obviously, ahead of the crucial game on Friday before for Farmington and Oakview as well. So it's there are positives there, and they'll know they'll need to play sort of to the highest level they can, like the way they started on Sunday, as you were saying there. Yeah, went for for visiting on Friday night. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think I say this a few times at Southern University. They, they seem to start pretty well, um, and I think when speaking to the Craig Beveridge after the match, and you can see me stutter through that interview um, on the Scottish Women's Football and SWPL channels, um, I think there was a, a certainly an element of the heads going down when that second goal went in for Spartans. Uh, so there's positives. I think the big positive though is having Naomi Welsh come in and the two goals she took were really well taken, especially the second one and a goal threat I think is going to be really key in this game this coming Friday against Forth for Farmington. But Spartans, as you say, they've still to play um, they still play Rangers twice, still play Motherwell. Um, they have a, a really competitive run of fixtures and I, I don't know what's your take on Spartans, Campbell, because for me, and hands up, it was the first time I feel like since the SWPL Cup final that I'd, I'd seen Spartans live and I was really impressed with how how well they could move the ball in transition. They were quite good at, on the counter-attack against the University. They had Elena Santoya-Brown and Kayleigh Gibb offered a lot in that first hour she was on the park. What's your, what's your take on Spartans? Is, is finishing 
away from the relegation battle a good season for Spartans or are Spartans really looking to aim that little bit higher in your opinion? Um, I mean obviously they want to avoid relegation and they've done that fairly easily I know they're, they've been in that league for quite a while now and obviously their aim is usually try to get the top four but with Rangers improving as well Motherwell have also had another good good season and run through the cup semis and that as well so it's, it's always tough but those three are very competitive between each other Um we have said a few times, obviously, on here that Spartans have sort of been a strange team to watch, but you know they've got the they've got the quality there, but they just seem to underachieve a lot of the time. So to see them perform the way they did on Sunday is very good, obviously, and as you mentioned, some of the players there that were really causing them bother. Um, a great goal from uh, Kate through as well. So they certainly have the players there, and it's just a case of them showing it more often. It's a fantastic win for them, as we say, they play mother well on Sunday, which is going to be a tough game, but it could well be an enjoyable one to watch. Two sides that obviously want to play the football, so it's Enjoy seeing Spartans doing well there. Whether they're not, they'll see their season has been positive. That's obviously down to the, squad, the club itself. But I think they'd be pretty happy with it overall. Yeah, I mean, speaking to Devin McCulloch after the game, it's certainly fourth is the goal. And I think when you look at how some of the other results panned out of the weekend, it's certainly something they can they can look out for. But let's let's move on to. Let's move on to the well. Let's skip an hour ahead first of all before we go back and look at the other twelve o'clock game. And let's go up to Station Park for for Farmington against Glasgow City. I mean, Campbell, let's be honest, I think anybody coming into this game is expecting the Glasgow City win. Took them a wee while, uh, took them until the 23rd minute, but then Jana Clark got the opener, and then there was goals from Sam Kerr, Hayley Sinclair, there was her own goal, and, and Carly Gellisoli rounded it, scoring for a 5-0 win. Um, it puts Glasgow City one win away from the title. They are playing Motherwell at the interesting location of Wisher Sports Centre on Wednesday night, this Wednesday coming. Um, so this is going to be released on Wednesday morning, so tonight, if you're listening to it live, if not, you may have missed it. Um, but, I mean, Campbell, Glasgow City did what needed to get done there. It looked pretty pretty routine. They made a lot of changes. Um, and for Far for Farmington, it's basically a case of all eyes on Friday night now. Uh, I mean, I was just thought we have to make a lot of changes, having got that brilliant first leg win against Bronby last week, the Champions League. So it's positive for him that he knows he can make the changes and still be fairly comfortable, obviously, against a four for side that battling down the bottom end of the table there. Um, Ford Foster, as you're saying, as we mentioned, we're still in there. That game is huge to both sides. Um, in fact, if anyone can come out with three points there, then that will, you would imagine, keep them up. But it's it's, it's going to be really tough, obviously, going into that game. I just hope themselves and Sterling you know, don't want to be a bit too negative and try and make sure they're not conceding. It'd be good to see the two of them actually go and try and attack for it, but it's they were known going into Sunday's game there that they were never really going to get into off of Glasgow City. With all their focus being on this game on Friday, you've just hope they can put on a good performance in front of the TV cameras. Well, yeah, and I think your your point about sitting back, I think, is applicable to one team because it's still a university. In reality, they need they need to win the game. They're three points behind, so just to give the picture, four for Farmington on five points, still university on two. Uh, for Farmington, goal difference in minus sixty-two. That heavy defeat against Hibs last week. If they if they lose on was on Friday night, could come back to hunt them a little bit, but uh, Southern University are minus 53, so they've got a bit of a goal difference advantage in that respect. Um, I'll tell you what, let's talk about this one a little bit more, Campbell, just now while we're in that space. Southern University, as I said, I think the the fact that they lost Jade Menzies was a big blow, but then they've had them away, which come back. They have a couple of good, like, busy players, I thought that, uh, I forget her first name, so Javelin Ike in midfield, she had a decent game, and uh, I also think that Claire Peterson, there's definitely a footballer there that, that, that can cause some, some damage to Four for Farmington. I think Four for Farmington, it's who's going to score the goals for them, and 
I think it's going to come down to who can create the chance you can take them because I think, and I'll be interested to you get your take on it. I think maybe Forfar's strength has has been at the back and in particular for the moment, nickel and goal. Yeah, I mean obviously Sterling you are getting a lot more players now coming in with the universities coming back, so that really has helped them. Naomi Welsh has been one of them getting those two goals the other day. So it's with them being the home team, they want to take the game before for as you're saying there, they've done fairly well, I guess, defensively against some teams, but it's some of the, it's, it's almost a tough when you're down the bottom, you're having to chase a lot of the games. But yeah, Fiona McNichol has done very well um, in goal, as you're saying, when she's played. So it's it really is a strange game to come up with because both teams are, they're going to want to keep it tight, but they're going to have know they have to score as well. So it's it just depends on whose tactics work better, I think, really. And Sterling, as we say, at home should be the team in the ascendancy, but for for no, obviously they are the ones that have the three point advantage. So it's going to be a very intriguing game on Friday night. And I think whoever gets the first goal could well be the side that goes on to win the game. Yeah, I know a couple of times we've talked about for for maybe being a little bit defensive. He's talked about it, especially in that game against Motherwell that was on, on Elba last time out. Um, but it's also showed that they, they can hold their own in that situation and they, they did it quite well against Rangers in the, in the last couple of weeks as well. So yeah, I think I think you're right about that that first goal being really important. Um, but to be honest with you, it's too close for me to call. I, I can't I can't quite put my, my finger on who would do, who could do the, who will um, come out on top. Lots of stuttering in that. <laughs> I can't put my finger on who will come out on top. But uh, yeah, that game is live on BBC Albert on Friday night. Um, coverage starts at half past seven and it's at Oakview, home of Stenhouse Muir. I'm not sure if I'm going to get to the perfect honest with you. Work commitments mean it's quite difficult for me to get from my office to that point in that bit of time, but we'll see what happens with it. Um, and Glasgow City Campbell, uh, obviously it's a comfortable win for them. Um, playing Motherwell, by the time some of you have listened to this, they may have already got the result they need. Do you expect them to get the result they need against Motherwell um, this midweek? Yeah, I mean, you can't see past City. Obviously, they've been unbeaten, as we're saying, throughout the league campaigns and so well in the Cups as well, and obviously in Europe. They'll know it's a great chance that we're going to win the title yet again. So, it'll be a strong team, Scott, with will put out. Oh, some of the players that were rested obviously come back in, and you would imagine that tomorrow night will be the time that they claim yet another league title. Yeah, I think I think it's probably fair to say that. I'll be interested to see what kind of team he puts out and what kind of performance he put together. Um, I thought it was interesting, actually, when I was watching the highlights from uh, City TV. Always do a great job, the guys over there. Um, Sam Kerr didn't get a goal against Bronby, which I thought was interesting because for me it looked like it was a, a shot and goal and deflected. So um, I know they were quite pleased that she got a goal on Sunday. But yeah, so Glasgow City are playing Motherwell. Uh, kickoff, I believe, is at... Uh, half past seven, I'm going to check it now, right now, as we're talking, because we have the ability to do that with technology. Yeah, half past seven at Wishaw Sports Centre. So if you want to go see Glasgow City try and claim the title, by all means, head over to Lanarkshire and get that one watched. Let's talk about probably the result of the weekend, though, in SWPL1 Campbell, and that's Hibernian 8, Rangers 0. Um, Rachel Boyle hat-trick, Shannon McGregor scoring a couple of goals, as well as Jamie Lee Napier, Siobhan Hunter, obviously, because she can't score scoring at the moment, and uh, Joel Murray. That is a statement victory, if ever there has been one, uh, Campbell. Yeah, it's a big win for Hibs. Obviously, they know that the league's beyond them now. It's just a case of building up momentum for their cup final against City next month. But it was a very good result for them. I think, I mean, you look at Rangers, obviously, they've played three games the week of the cup game against City. Then they had that huge game that we were at uh, last Wednesday against Motherwell. So then going into another game on Sunday there against probably the second best team in the country it was always going to be tough for them and it, it proved that way but they seemed very tired and Hibs were obviously very comfortable winners but I just think it's a great statement for them to put out and they will just, as we say, just look to keep that form going in the next one's game at Tinker Castle 
Um, yeah, so obviously Scottish Cup at Tincastle Campbell, you get a little bit ahead of yourself there, son, but it's all right. Um, I know you've got a cold, but yeah, I think it's a it's a fantastic result for them. So yeah, Campbell, um, I think one of the things it's it's I don't know about how you feel about this. One of the things that feels like swapped up for me has been there's a couple of questions about Hibernian because of the things that are going on at other clubs. Obviously, Glasgow City doing Glasgow City things, um, Rangers announcing that they're going semi-pro, and Celtic obviously have made similar announcements. Maybe it doesn't feel like they've acted on them as much, but um, what's your take on Hibs going forward? Do you feel like they're still in a good position, and, and do you think maybe that they're going to grow even further? I mean, they're, they're obviously still in a great position, and it is tough when you're losing players down in England, but they're keeping a lot of that squad together every single season as well, which helps them. Um, obviously not fully affiliated with the men's side, although on Twitter they're doing a lot to sort of push them forward and you would hope that there may be an announcement of Hibs taking up to the next level as you, like the other teams have that you mentioned there. So um, yeah, it'd be good for that. I don't think they're going to really they're going to change too much. I don't see them losing all their best players constantly. So it's even look at their academy team's performance so well. So they've certainly got players that will come up over the next few years and uh, do well there and push on. So I don't think Hibs will drop down too much, but it wouldn't surprise me to see them perhaps put out some sort of announcement similar to Rangers Celtic at even Glasgow City. Yeah, there's been a couple of kind of semi-leading questions and answers going around recently at some of the press conferences and post-matches. So I'm with you. I think something might be in the works. But until that happens, we can only speculate. And I think, as you said, they they do a really good job of um, not only bringing players into the squad, but they also keeping them together. And yes, they've lost a lot recently, but they all seem to replenish quite well and they've got a really strong academy. So interesting to see. But yeah, Fantastic one for them. I think it's you can't really grumble at an eight 0 win. Um, for Rangers, I think it's probably just a case of this is how far you've still got to come. And um, I'm sure Gregory Vignal has said that at nauseum and more than one occasion whenever you speak to him. So I'm sure they'll be fully on board with that. Uh, other game this weekend: Celtic five, Motherwell now. Sarah Ewan's double and goals from Rachel Donison, Josephine Yard, and Kiva Keenan. What are Celtic? Now is kind of destined to finish third, or obviously if, if Hibs get beat at the weekend, can they still maybe fancy the chances in second? They can still get the second, obviously Celtic, but as you're saying, it's, it's tough with Hibs being that wee bit ahead. You would imagine City would probably sneak it against Hibs um, on Sunday, but you never know, obviously. So um, I think Celtic's aim, they'll still try and aim for second, but I think third is probably more realistic. They've obviously got a tough game with a typical Glasgow to face. Rangers on Sunday so there's there's still plenty to play for but you would fancy the top three remain the same from just now to the end of the season um, and we'll probably talk about it a little bit towards the end of the season in terms of whether that's good or bad because we've only got a few games left and I'm sure we can hang it, hold our fire until then but yeah in terms of fixtures this coming week so uh, as I mentioned it's Motherwell against Glasgow City at half past seven on Wednesday night which are sports centre not Ravens Craig um, we discovered that one on Sunday um, and then Friday night, a big TV game on BBC Albert Stirling University against Forth for Farmington at Oakville View. It's a 19.35 kickoff. Programme starts at half past seven. So if you can't get to that one, by all means, switch it on to the telly. I did the Gaelic dashboard on leading line last time. I'll make sure I'll fire that out again. And then Sunday, we've got Spartans against Motherwell at Ainsley Park in that race for fourth at one o'clock. Uh, Hibernian against Glasgow City, Campbell. It's weird to say that Hibs Glasgow City isn't maybe the feature game of this weekend, but it's probably not because we're just working on the assumption that City will probably get the job done uh, on Wednesday night. And then Rangers against Celtic at the Hummel Training Centre at 10 past four. Uh, an old from Derby, but a chance for Rangers to bounce back and Celtic obviously be looking to maintain their, their good record against Rangers this season. But that's the fixtures in SWPL1. So we'll move into SWPL2 now. And uh, let's let's start... Um, I'll tell you what, Campbell, let's, let's start with what we know already, which is that the title race is now down to two teams. 
Um, that is a result of the draw at Rugby Park between FC Kilmarnock and Glasgow Girls. Uh, opener by Chloe Doherty for Glasgow Girls, but that was equalised by Colette Fleming. Campbell, uh, Kilmarnock put up a really good fight. They were very positive on on social media about the fact of those chances. I know that for a fact from interacting them quite a bit along those lines. But still, in terms of the, the run they've had, that it's a decent effort by FC Kilmarnock. Yeah, it has been, I think. A few of them may be disappointed they didn't pick up the three points um, on Sunday, but Glasgow Girls have been one of these teams that will battle for everything again. So for the two sides, it's a hard-fought game. Um, Kilmarnock, obviously, you've just seen no about the title race now, but it's been a very good season for them, obviously. They were starting to, they started so well, they kind of fell away a bit in the middle, but they've climbed back up ahead of some of the other teams, um, such as the United Party Thistle, obviously, with that good run they had. It's been a fairly positive season for them now, as they look to kick on next year, but it's Hopefully over the next few games, uh, the remaining ones in the season, they can also put on a good show. Just same as every team really in the league can just give us some entertainment over the last few weeks. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think we'll talk about it in a wee second, but I think every pretty much every team in this league has a, a say now in terms of how the rest of this season is going to pan out. Um, also on Sunday, we had Hamilton Academical, uh, Hamilton Academical uh, against Hutchison Vale. Um, just at 19 goals for Hamilton uh, on Sunday. Uh, there are highlights up on Aki's TV. Obviously, the, the boys who do that always do a pretty good job. Not really a lot to say about this game, Campbell, other than if it had been anything other than a, a pretty comfortable Hamilton Aki's win, I think we'd, been, we'd be paralysed with shock, it's probably fair to say. Yeah, I mean, you were always expecting a comfortable win for Aki's, but they were they went about it very well. I watched the highlights myself this afternoon, and the majority of the goals came from good Hamilton work rather than defensive mistakes. So they, they were happy with that, obviously. Um, they could have had more goals, to be perfectly honest, but 19, obviously, you're not wanting, you feel a wee bit bad and you're taking too many goals off a team. But uh, given that they dropped points a few weeks ago, obviously, um, against Patrick Thistle, it was always going to be that wee bit tougher for them. It would be chasing hearts now, but. The New Hearts are a tough game, so we'll get there in a minute. They were a bit tighter, but it's good that Aki's are showing they can still score goals, and they know they're still well within in with a shout. Also, the six points of the drift, but they've got that game in hand against Kilmarnock tomorrow night, so it's going to be a right interesting end to the season. And Aki's will still feel they've got a great chance of overtaking the Hearts once again. Yeah, I mean, as you say, Aki's had a lot of chances and they could have scored even more. Hutchison Vale, we all know the situation there. We'll just see how that one pans out. But you're right, because that, that result, and especially the volume of goals scored by Aki's, was was important because uh, the, the final game of the weekend in SWPL2 was Hearts against St. Johnston. And after watching Spartans against Stirling University, I hot-footed it over to Ryan. I avoided going and watching the fencing and headed to the John Bryden Arena at the back of the, the back of the complex. And I took this one in and it was a very St. Johnston performance in terms of they were competitive. Maybe didn't get as many chances as they should, but Hearts did hold out um, a free kick goal from Rachel Walkingshaw just from the edge of the area. Um, pretty good free kick a bit over the head of uh, Becca Cameron and go who did make a couple of good saves for St Johnston but Hearts could never really pull away uh, in the second half they created some more chances uh, Robin Smith and Danny McGinley both hit, uh, hit the post but just before half time St Johnston had a, an opportunity to equalise a good work from Jade McDonald who got clean through she poked the ball underneath Emily much but it hit off the base of the post and went to safety at the end of the game Andy Edwards I think was relieved to get that result a 1-0 win against St Johnston then these are the kind of results Campbell and Hearts have pulled them out a few times now and I think Aki's have as well which is why these two are now the two battling out for the title that is the kind of result and performance where that could win you the title come the end of the season 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, Hearts haven't exactly been steamrolling a lot of teams when they've played them that have been grinding out these results, as you're saying. <clears throat> um, so it's a good one given to Johnson. I've been a team that will, as you're saying, they do cause everyone problems. They're not easy to break down. So it was always going to be slightly tougher, Hearts. But as you're saying, they'll be very relieved, obviously, to get those three points and just keep themselves ahead of Aki's, especially as we're saying there, Aki's obviously scoring goals for fun a lot of the time. So it'll be good as well that Hearts know that they don't have to be brilliant, but they can pick up these wins keep themselves at the top of the table and if they can keep doing that then they will of course be champions but it's, it certainly sets up for an intriguing end to the season Yeah it really does and let's get towards the end of the season because you mentioned it you mentioned it already on, on Wednesday night or this Wednesday coming the Wednesday in the middle of this week um, on the 23rd of October uh, Hamilton host FC Kilmarnock at the Fountain of View Stadium the latest incarnation of what is New Douglas Park Um that's obviously a big game. And then FC Kilmarnock then post Hearts on Sunday at four o'clock. So although they're out of the picture, um, they could have a big say in the tight race in the next few days. Yeah, definitely. They'll obviously want to bounce back from the drop points on Sunday. So it's, it's two big games for them <laughs> against Hamilton and Hearts. So it's, they're certainly going to play a part in the title with those two being the two teams now heading, being the two you're expecting sorry, to be fighting for the title. They know they're going to have to win, but Kelly won't make it easy. They're going to be playing here with no pressure on them as well. So it's two very intriguing games in the space of four days that they could play a huge part in the title. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And they're not the only team that could do that. So on Sunday as well, you've got Dundee United who took a break because of Scotland under 17 international involvement. They face Hamilton Academic at one o'clock up at the disc. Um, and Dundee United have obviously got a couple of good results against Hearts and they have been competitive like let's be honest all the teams in this division have been this season um, and a trip up to disc for Hamilton they won 2-0 last time out it took a couple of substitute goals to get the job done and I know that Gavin Beath and Graham Hart the boys up there will, will fancy the chances of causing the upset and know as well with their squad boosted by a couple of the student signings yeah, as long as Graham's not too gubbed from his impending defeat to Ockenlet Talbot in the Scottish Cup on Saturday, he'll certainly be hoping that he can help the squad make an impact on Sunday. And himself and Gavin, we're going to both work very hard up there, obviously. And it's going to be another tough game for them. They've obviously got um, Neve Guffrey, J. Reid and Jenna Penman back from Scotland duty. So they're, they're back to full strength and they're back to uh, the games again. And they'll hope, hope to cause Hamilton some problems and just get themselves even higher up the table again. So it's, it's going to be tough for Aki's. Obviously, the fact that they're playing on Wednesday night as well might not help them too much, but it's, as you're saying, United definitely could play a big part in that game as well. So it's it's not going to be easy for Hamilton or Hearts at the end of this season to try and push on and really pull ahead of either of uh, pull ahead of the other teams, sorry, to try and win the league. And United, I'm sure, won't make it easy for them up at the disc um, on Sunday. Yeah, so just to round out the run-ins for the two sides, um, Hearts then play Glasgow Girls on the 3rd of November and Hamilton are at home to St. Johnson. So again, two tough two tough ties and both results that have been close in the past. And then on the final day of the season, Hamilton play FC Kilmarnock again at Rugby Park and Hearts are at home to Partick Thistle, which, as on the SWF website, as I'm reading this just now, Tynecastle is a venue, which is interesting, so maybe keep a wee eye on that one. But yeah, um, really, really interesting one in, I think, the next week. I think probably, Campbell, you'll agree with me that what, we liked, what we'd like to see in terms of our running is we get it to the final day, but we can't we can't expect that and in this league as we already know you can't anticipate anything other than a little bit of disorder which is quite nice eh? <laughs> yeah um, yeah it's just you want it to go the full distance obviously of course Hearts and Hamilton would rather have it wrapped up as quick as they possibly can but it, was, it won't be that easy no game in that league is a simple a simple task so it's it would be great if it went down to that because those would be again two very good games on the final day of the season but it's 
with Hearts having that edge at the minute, they'll be the side hoping to hold on. But I mean, as we're saying there, they're all tough game. There is no easy game left for either side. So it will be interesting to see just how long the title race continues and whether it does go to the last day. And of course, who can then edge it from there? Yeah, absolutely. So in terms of fixtures coming up in SWPL2, we have Wednesday the 23rd of October, Hamilton Academical against FC Kilmarnock, quarter to eight kickoff at the Fountain of Youth Stadium. And then Sunday, Dundee United Hamilton, one o'clock at the disc. FC Kilmarnock against Hearts is four o'clock at Rugby Park. Uh, then Glasgow Girls take on Hutchinson Vale at four o'clock at Peter's Hill Park. And it's in Johnson against Partick Thistle, four o'clock at McDermott Park. So action all over the place this weekend. Um, but there's some other stuff going on as well underneath the SWPL level. Obviously, we've talked about the structural changes already, Campbell. And we already know that Aberdeen have won the SWF1 North title and will be coming up to join the expanded SWPL2. But in the South region, we've got a bit of a contest. Um, a very development team heavy, SWFL1 South and Glasgow City Development won the, the league last week. Congratulations to them. But it does mean that there's still a bit of a battle going on for that promotion place between Queen's Park and Renfrew. And they have games this week. In fact, as we are recording, Queen's Park are through in Edinburgh to take on Hibs Academy side. Um, Friday night, Brentford are hosting Birmingham Thistle. And then on Sunday, assuming both those sides have still won their games, we have a decider where the flexors that we've just played are reversed. So Queen's Park will be hosting Hibs Academy and Birmingham Thistle hosting Brentford at two o'clock. And Campbell, we've just mentioned about SWPL2, the title run. It's great to have leagues like this that are still have something to play for at the very tail end of the season. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you're hoping it'll happen in SWPL2, and then you look lower down at the, yeah, the football league levels. It's it's obviously strange in the south section where, as you're saying, the development teams, Hibs, Glasgow City, etc., obviously are the top sides there. So the fact that finishing, I think it's fifth, is the place that is likely going to get you the promotion, it's, it is strange, but of course, it's a, it's a title race of sorts. Two, obviously, then through um, Queen's Park sides like that. So it's, it's great, as you're saying, that the stuff there to go before the playoff system comes in next year and hopefully whoever makes it uh, up into the SWPL2 can give a good account of themselves. I'm sure they all have done the Scottish Cup as well. Yeah, absolutely. And as I said, it's, it's great to have that kind of competition to look upon and underneath those levels. So if you are uh, in the area, as I said, it's, uh, you won't be able to go to the Hibster under 20 days to get the Queen's Park game because it's actually happening as we're talking. So if you manage to get to that and listen to the podcast, fair play. But then on Friday night, 8 o'clock, it's Renfrew against Burnhamure Thistle. And then both games kick off at 2 o'clock. Uh, Queen's Park at home to Hibs and Burnhamure Thistle are at home to Renfrew. So if you're in those areas, certainly get down to them. It should be an interesting one. Queen's Park are currently two points ahead, but have a pretty significant goal difference advantage. So They'll be hoping, they'll be hoping that they, they can hold out. But Campbell, I don't know, but my instinct is that despite the fact that Queens Park are playing on an academy side, they've probably got the tougher of the two fixtures left. Yeah, I mean, we know that Hibs obviously at the Premier level are a very good side, and as we mentioned, the development team obviously very good down there as well. Scored a lot of goals, obviously up the top of that league to do with Glasgow City. So it's it is a really tough uh, double header for them. You would I mean, Queens for obviously are going to hope that they can get something. A home game, possibly easier chance there, but it's not an easy tie for Renfrew either. Both games against Birmingham Thistle, so there's still plenty to play for from both sides. It will be an interesting run in there to see who makes it up. Yeah, I mean, Birmingham Thistle were right in the contest until a couple of weeks ago, and unfortunately, they're just out of it now to make it a three team one. So, yeah, it should be really interesting. Um, well, this week, uh, let's move away from the fixtures and the football and let's talk about some players. And this week, it was announced that Rogan Hay had won the SWPL August/September Player of the Month ahead of Chelsea McEachern, Rachel Todd, and Kira Johnson. 
Um, I mean, I'm pretty happy with Brogan Hay as a winner. I I nominated Chelsea McEachern, but I think for me, Brogan Hay's obviously had a, a lot of injury issues this season, and I think since she's come back into the team for Rangers, she's had an impact, especially in the game at Southern University. And it was a, a pretty resounding vote. She got nearly half of all the votes. So congratulations to Brogan Hay. And I, personally, I would like to see her push on even further because she's a player, Campbell, that has been around the women's game for a very long time for somebody of still a very, very young age. Yeah, I mean, I voted for Chelsea McEachern as well, but having watched it, just saying, Brogan Hay started the month very well against Stanley Union. She was played every game that she played for Rangers, she was making a real impact for them. Obviously, missed um, their cup semi final last week and then the game against uh, Motherwell at the Hummel, but she certainly made an impact and deservedly, probably, for a lot of people, obviously, <laughs> haven't voted for her, picked up that player in one. So it's good to see her just saying, getting um, back to fitness again. Hopefully, the way injury she's since picked up. Aren't too serious. She can have a good sort of a fruitful end to the season and kick on next year again. As obviously Rangers, as we mentioned, make these changes to the club. So hopefully it's, it will be good for her, good for Rangers as well, and they can just see a positive end for both player and club. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously to all four nominees, congratulations because as I said, I think all four actually have had very good uh, spells in that period. So I think were, I think it was a very good candidate mix. I think sometimes I'm a bit curious about how they get to that place, but I think this month is definitely a good version. So excellent to see. Um, probably the last thing to touch on, Campbell, is the Scotland under-17s. Um, they were playing Italy at Ainsley Park on Sunday. I was intending to go to that game, but good news is they had already qualified for the elite round of qualifying for the under-17 European Championships. Um, the bad news is they lost 4-0 uh, to Italy, but Campbell, it's another uh, youth side in Scotland getting through that first round of qualifying, which is great to see. And We've talked a lot about the, the pathways for the national players. We've asked Shelley Kerr about it. Well, I've asked Shelley Kerr about it at, at national games as well. So it's good to see that even though we think maybe there's a step missing, that these sides, it's under 17, under 19 level, Pauline McDonald, Pauline Hamill, we're getting results out of these sides and that, that can only help their development when they go into play bigger and bigger, bigger and better sides. Yeah, I mean, obviously it was a disappointing result against Italy on Sunday in that game you're talking about, but they'd picked up to very good wins Club uh, Ireland and Montenegro before it. So <clears throat> it is good to see them getting through to the next round. Um, we all know the 19s have obviously done well a couple of weeks ago as well. So as you're saying, it is very good to see that even below the first team, there are these girls that can t- make the step up and that are playing very well. And obviously, they're doing well at their clubs. They're getting recognised on the international side. And if they can keep playing that well and hopefully they can impact the elite round as well, then we can see where they can go from there. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll keep you posted on anything that happens with that at the moment. But yeah, good, good news story to end the podcast on. I think that wraps up for this week, Campbell. So I'll let you introduce where you people can find you if they want to talk to you. Um, just the usual uh, Twitter at Campbell62 kind of thing Chris I'm sure you'll mention that as well on the Leading the Line page but that's about me as I say and hopefully I'll be back to full fitness again next week uh, you can get me at MFP Tasty and of course you can get the podcast at Leading the Line um, I'm going to be at Glasgow City Motherwell so if you listen to this Wednesday morning and you see me about it say alright um, haven't quite decided what's happening at the weekend yet to be perfectly honest with you I think Campbell you're in the same boat uh, I think I'll be at the Hummel Training Centre for Rangers Celtic I may well be at local view on Friday night, but that's still to be decided. But yeah, so we'll be around. But let's be honest, we always are. But until until uh, next you'll time, you'll find us on Twitter anyway. So we'll you'll find good. us on Twitter, yeah. But until next time, thank you very much for listening. Spread the good word. Let everybody know about it. Give us your feedback, and we'll catch you again soon. Bye bye.